The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Your host is Bernard E. Robinson. Bernard and his guests foster in-depth discussions about leadership. You'll find this program a powerfully engaging platform for great conversations about leadership and leadership learning. Now, here is your host, Bernard Robinson. Good morning and welcome. Have you ever thought about how people see you or how they judge the quality of your leadership? Do you know what followers really absolutely require to be in genuine relationship with you? Or have you identified the specific reasons you are trusted and in fact why you are trusted by others or why you trust others? In today's program, we discuss these questions and others that help us understand and build outstanding leadership. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Bernard Robinson, and welcome to the Leadership Forum. The lineup for our discussion today includes a brief recap of the three-legged stool. It's a look at what we discussed last week to pull us into today. We're going to look at the anatomy of relationships and the four things leaders must know and that followers require to form quality relationships with one another. When it comes to leadership, we want to examine and discuss the role of competence, credibility, and character. I call these the three big C's. And the biggest T of all, we want to talk about trust. Last week, I introduced the three-legged stool. It's a metaphor and an illustration of the process of leadership. It has a stool and it has three legs. The first leg is the leader's leg. The second leg is the follower's leg. And the third leg is goals. In that discussion, I noted that in leadership, which is the ability to influence others, there are three characteristics or behavioral dynamics that are needed to make the process work. These are relationship, character, and trust. I noted that in the realm of interactions with people, in this case between the leader and the follower, everything is relationship. All else is details. This particular quote is one that I often use because it really points out that no matter how smart you are, no matter how talented you are, if you're unable to, as a leader particularly, form good relationships with those who are following you, it doesn't really make any difference how smart you are. As we move on in our discussions and an understanding of what is required to know and to do to build outstanding leadership, let's talk about the anatomy of relationships. What is it that people want to see and need to feel between one another to build effective collaborative relationships? Two, how good are you at building relationships, particularly with those who you lead? In answering these questions and in understanding the anatomy of relationships, Consider this reality. The interpersonal relationship game begins with you. As a leader, you have to do business with yourself first. In a phrase, you must know who you are. Because if you don't, you run the risk of compromising your ability to be effective as a leader. And as you consider this, uh, in spite of the fact that uh, 
you may think that uh, you have good relationships, it's important that you examine what you're bringing to the relationship yourself. Um, the interpersonal game, the intrapersonal game, that's your game. Uh, it's the game of the leader. It's the game where the, re- the leader examines how they manage the relationship space between the leader and the follower. What are the patterns of behavior? What are the, no- the nature of your personality? And how does it show itself when you're relating to others, relating in this case to th- someone who's following you? The question that could be raised is, how effective and how healthy are the exchanges you have with yourself as well as with those who follow you or that you hope to impress or influence with your ability to lead or be a leader? To bring a bit more personal clarity to this principle, I'd like you to take a second or two and identify one relationship that you have that you consider to be a good relationship. And list three or four things in your mind or on a piece of paper that you think you add to the process to make that relationship a good relationship. What are the two or three, four things that you do that allows a person to feel and to create this relationship with this person, again, that you feel you have a good relationship with? Um, While you're writing yours, I'm writing mine. Reality is I've actually already written mine. But I'm curious. I'm just wanting to know. What are those things, those four things? Now, it would be said later, but if you decide you want to send me uh, a communication, send it to uh, the uh, leadership forum at ihdinc.org. That's the email, and I can get it there and see it there. Um, Later, we'll give you a number where you can call in as well, because I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to know, what did you write? And I want to share with you what I wrote. So what is it that builds effective collaborative relationships? An answer to this question is that an effective leader must do the following things to create the foundation for solid relationships. Number one, they must understand people. In today's age where we have so much diversity, so many different kinds of personalities, and they've always been that way, quite frankly, in the workplace, I wonder if you are aware how important it is for you to understand what the needs are of the people that you supervise or manage or lead. Many of these characteristics, which I'm going to mention a few here in a minute, uh, really involve making sure you maintain or enhance the other person's self-esteem or feeling of self-worth. For example, when you talk about understanding people, everybody likes to feel special. So the leader should want to, must find opportunities to recognize and compliment those, your, your followers, in ways that are appropriate and genuine, that's very important and meaningful to them. Every po- person wants to uh, have a better tomorrow. So for the leader, it's important that you create a sense and an environment of possibility and hope. <clears throat> Every person desires direction. Each of us are goal-centered, uh, and we're goal-centered beings. Psychologists and sociologists have pointed out that humans are goal-centered beings. All behavior is purposeful. So for the leader, provide the necessary guidance, and if you will, more importantly, give them a vision to shoot for that you think is meaningful, that they can grab hold of. So there are a number of other things. Let me mention one other. Every individual, and this is important, 
is personally focused. It's really uh, they're focused on what's in it for me. So being able to understand and speak to their needs is really in a key need for the leader. Um, let me mention these other two, and that'll kind of ro- roll this whole notion of understanding people into a good ball, if you will. Each of us, at some point in our time, as we're working and living with one another, gets low emotionally sometimes. What's the leader to do? The leader should routinely encourage and support them in ways that are appropriate again and genuine. And every person wants to succeed. Help them learn and help them position themselves for success. Uh, Jack Welch used to say it this way. Before I became a leader, it was all about me. After I became a leader, it's all about them. And that's the philosophy that leaders have to have. It's really not about feeding you or feeding yourself. It's about feeding those who are following you. That's the important the important element in terms of understanding people. The second thing every leader should understand is everybody wants to be appreciated and respected. So the leader should, in order to build a solid relationship, this anatomy, if you will, of, re, of a re, relationship, should appreciate and respect people. You may not like everyone the same way. However, you got to show equal respect and self-regard for everyone who looks to you for leadership. Number three, the leader should help people. It was stated earlier in terms of understanding people, but help people. Number three, an effective leader has the interests of his or her people at heart. They seek to pour the best that they can have into the lives of those who follow them. Again, the quote that Jack Welch talked about, or I mentioned a minute ago, Jack Welch, by the way, was a former CEO of GE. The final element, and these are the four elements, if you will, that uh, every person wants and every follower needs is to be held accountable. Um, The leader's job is, and the leader's role is to make sure everyone is held accountable. This is critical because it is your safety valve for good and healthy relationships. Let me say it this way. If I'm in relationship with you or you're in relationship to me, there's a responsibility for me to be accountable to you and you to be accountable to me. In every great relationship, in every good relationship, there's a need to be honest and have a sense of integrity. Building relationships that are healthy require that the leader hold themselves accountable for the behavior and likewise hold those who follow them accountable as well. The, 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 the fact is, uh, effective leaders should spend time focusing their efforts on the things that they can do to build connections with the people they lead. Every leader should remember that while a leader can be a good, can have good people skills and still not be a good leader, a good leader cannot be a good leader without good people skills. It's absolutely impossible. The other thought is, the bottom line, is being an effective influencer if you will, that's the whole job of a leader, springs from healthy relationships. As a leader, the intent is to strive to build environments that endorse and create work processes that enable and encourage people to develop high-quality relationships with you. And more importantly, if if you're really good at it, to build high-quality relationships with those who they work with as well. For those who are running businesses, One of the wisest things you can do is to foster this process, and not only within your organization, but with your clients and your customers as well. 
If you want to be successful in leading your business, put the customer and your employees at the center of all you do. What happens if the leader does this is that he or his company, his or her company, becomes successful. The question could be raised as well. What happens if the leader is ineffective in building solid relationships? Well, the answer is that failing to build effective work relationships lessens your level of influence with those you lead. In fact, what is impossible to draw a direct correlation between poor relationships and factors that affect workers in the workplace, productivity is obviously going to be affected as well. Money can't buy relationships, but good relationships can in fact increase, increase your productivity. The reality is that good leadership pays dividends and poor leadership costs money. For the leader, there is no progress without relationship. So the question is, what are you doing to build effective relationships right now? The other requirement for effective leadership are character. I see we're coming up on a break. Let's talk about that when we return uh, from our break. But as you think about that, again, ask you the question, what are you doing to build effective relationships with those who you are leading and those who are following you? In the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, this whole process of trust and what it is that's important to build trust. However, the two questions you can think about as we think about moving forward. As you listen to all that we talk about, one question is, how can I personally apply any of the discussion we have to become more effective as a leader? Number two, what questions do I need to ask to clarify or deepen my grasp on any point that is unclear? These two questions will be questions I'll ask you to consider throughout the time that we talk, throughout the time we listen to one another, throughout the time you think about what's being presented, what is it that you need to think about that allows you to become a more effective person, more effective leader? And what questions do you need to clarify or deepen the grasp on any point that is unclear? And you'll have an opportunity to share that with me as we move forward. The second part of our conversation, there's a different set of questions for us to consider as we talk about this notion of trust. As we begin this discussion, what are your impressions when you consider and think about this scenario? There's an eventful ride to the airport that sets the framework for this discussion. We'll get it once we get back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Good morning again. And this the second part of our conversation. Uh, there are a different set of questions. For those who are just joining me, I'm Bernard Robinson. Thank you again for joining. I uh, want to talk about trust. And as we begin this discussion, I just before the break, was beginning to set up a story uh, that I called the eventful ride to the airport. I want to read a little segment to you as we begin to talk about this notion of trust. And then I'll share the questions that I think would be important for us to ask. This is a story and scenario, so let me read it quickly. I can clearly remember driving from what I thought was a good meeting to the airport with a fellow leader and colleague of mine. Why I do remember this, why do I remember this trip so clearly? Because it was a constant barrage of negativity directed towards our then new leader all the way to the airport. I didn't feel the same way as the person felt. And I formed a strong mistrust in some areas toward this individual for the rest of our time on the team together. It's one thing to disagree. It's another thing to find nothing good and to generalize and label a person's character based on a few things you don't agree with. And it's one thing to disagree, and it's another to tell others you don't even know very well what that disagreement is all about. This discussion taught me several things about this person. First, if they were willing to share that, uh, share what they thought with me about the new leader with someone really that they didn't know, uh, I wondered what would they say about me? And the second thought is that I better be careful around this person. I'd love to have your reactions to this scenario and, and to get a sense of what you think. So the numbers that were mentioned, please use them. The email address that was used, please use it. Now, this discussion reminds me of a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, who noted, 
that great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. A whole lot has been written about the concept and the reality of trust. In relationships and in life, I believe this is because without trust, a leader can't lead. And without character, a leader compromises his or her capacity to influence and lead others. You see, along with relationship, trust is the glue that holds relationships together, whether between a husband and a wife, a child and a parent, or, fr or friends. If you don't have trust, you don't have much of anything in these or any other relationships. In his book, Leading People, Robin Rosen states it this way, uh, in addition to asking uh, folks to follow you, if they do not trust you, they won't even think about the notion of following you. In fact, without trust, nothing works well. In addition, let me ask you the questions that I'd like you to ponder with me. The first and most important question is, what is trust? A more important question for the leader is, why is it important? What are your thoughts about these? What is trust? What are the two big C's, credibility and competence, all about? And what is character? What is their role in the relationship management process? Do they really matter? And if they do, why? Now, I do a lot of work in the area of team building. In almost every team building class that I facilitate, I ask this question because I believe it forms a safety net for teams. And I state as much in my literature and what I write even in the text that I use. When asking this question, the answer usually includes terms like trust is integrity, trust is trustworthiness, trust is believability, trust is reliability, and none of these are wrong necessarily. While each of these words are accurate markers or indicators of when, of when trust exists, none actually define or describe the meaning of the word trust. So the question is, what is trust? And how do you know it exists? Well, the dictionary defines trust as assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. That's when you trust them. One in which, uh, one in which confidence is placed, uh, dependence on something, futures, something future or contingent, hope, reliance. Now, these describe what trust is, but insufficiently capture the essence of the phenomenon of trust, or what is required to be demonstrated and understood. Let me illustrate. Right now, you're probably sitting on something as you listen to, to this show. Let's say it's a chair. Likely, it's probably a chair. My question to you is this. Why did you believe that the chair that you're sitting on would hold you? My guess is that you'd say something like, because it has held me before and it's always been reliable in doing so. My second question would be then, how do you prove you trusted that chair? I don't know what your answer would be, but the answer that would probably answer the question for most of us is, you, you'd probably had taken the seat and sat down in it, probably without thinking. Well, it is in this very space, it is this very fact that gets at the essence, that is the fact that you saw a chair and you sat in it. It is this very fact that gets at the essence of the definition of trust, in that 
your trust of that chair was based on two things. Number one, you had enough experience with that chair to know that it could hold you. It was, in a word, competent in playing the role of a chair. Number two, you had, had had enough experience sitting in chairs that allowed you to know that the chair had credibility. It had shown itself capable of holding you over time. The reality is that the chair that you use or tend to be uh, always using has been seen to be two things, competent and credible. These are the words, these are the operative concepts, these are the requirements that are needed for you and I to trust another person or thing. But the deal on this is that still doesn't define what trust is. Uh, in fact, if any of these two are missing, you begin to distrust the chair. If you don't know that the chair, you have experienced that the chair is a little faulty, you will then decide, maybe I won't sit in this chair, I'll sit in somewhere else. Now, let me not go too long on this illustration, but I know that you get the point. In order for you to trust your chair or some object that is alive or that is in a, in a life or inanimate, um, you have to see and have to believe they're both competent and credible. But I won't really prove that you're competent and credible until I decide to take my backside and sit it on that chair. That's what defines leadership, I mean trust. Trust is the willingness to be vulnerable. You can't say you trust me unless you're willing to be vulnerable to me. But again, trust is a risk is a risk uh, reward kind of game. If I sit on the chair and it holds me, it's all good. If I sit on the chair and it doesn't hold me, then it's not so good. Trust and vulnerability are inexplicably linked. And if we only trusted that or those who we believe were competent and credible, if we knew that ahead of time, we could say that we would never have a person we would deal with who we could not trust. Well, that's not true because they're not everyone that we meet can we trust. When we trust and these two factors are not present, we are taking a risk that could result in either re reward or pain. The reality is that trust really doesn't exist until it's demonstrated. And the demonstration of where you find, and demonstration is where you find the real definition of trust. In the case of your chair, again, trust really resides in the space between uh, your bottom and the, the seat. Uh, likewise, in dealing with human beings, it only exists when you decide to make your, yourself vulnerable to them. Uh, followers expect it, and leaders have to provide trust before, in fact, they even know whether it's safe to trust a person. You try to judge that based on two factors, competence and credibility. Now, how do you build trust? How does a leader build trust with a follower, or anyone for that matter? While there are a host of answers to this question, these are those that I believe are pro uh, most prominent in demonstrating and building trust and with those that you work with, with those that you deal with, and who you wish to build relationships with in any venue. Number one, your attitude towards the person you lead is critical. It affects your communication and your relationship. How much access you provide uh, to information in the, in, this, in the realm of personal relationships how much do, they, do you share with them about who you are and who you really are? 
in the fact, in, in the case of a, a follower, um, there may be a different level of providing access to information, but every follower wants to be put into the game, wants to know that they have the information they need. These are just two of three others, two of five, really, that we need to cover. Number three, you, you need to be able to, in order to build trust, you need to be able to seek counsel, and they need to feel that they can seek your counsel, and you can seek counsel from them. Uh, you need to seek counsel from peers, supervisors, and subordinates, and be willing to permit them to influence you. Leaders do, in fact, influence others, but they have to be open to be influenced by those who they're attempting to influence. Um, there's a need for you, if you really want to build uh, this whole notion of trust, for you to delegate work. This is an old and obvious but powerful uh, force. Delega delegation is the platform in which the concept of employee empowerment is based and employee engagement is based. When employees are involved in and can be a part of the work and can be depended on to gather information and analyze that information, they in fact are very much wanting to be engaged. Finally, in number five, you must in fact engage and demonstrate support and a sense of non-exploitive behaviors of those who you wish to follow you. It is this element that reviews, reveals your value system and your integrity. It's one of the things that allows folks to trust you. Now here's a critically simplistic question for you. Uh, what is the one thing that a leader or follower can do to engender trust beyond these five things? Uh, it is for you and me to D-W-Y-S-Y-W-D. That's an acronym for do what you say you will do. This is the lit litmus test for building trust. Another acronym, let me say it again, D-W-Y-S-W-D. Do what you say you will do. You can talk a good game, but if you can't do what you say you will do, you will compromise your ability to build trust with others. Uh, there's one other. B-W-Y-S-W-A, and that is be who you say you are. Are you a genuine article or are you not? Folks who are following you want to see that you do what you say you will do, and you are who you say you are. One of the disciplines of effective leadership is, in fact, the management of trust. What happens when trust exists, let's say at work, there's a, an interesting trust cycle at work. If employee A trusts employee B, they will A, A will volunteer uh, information and accept and will be accepted by B. Um, there's a sense of collaboration that's built. B perceives A's trust and they reciprocate. B volunteers and accept A's influence, and they in fact further this notion of being able to be in collaboration with one another. A perceives trust by B and confirms that expectation, expectation. And so the trust cycle builds and gets stronger. Uh, the question is, do you have trust with those who follow you? And what do you need to do to build it? Now here's a critical, here's the critical uh, notion. What happens if in fact um, you don't have trust? Uh, what is it that you need to consider when that doesn't exist? Just as you consider that, understand that, uh, there's some benefits for trust. When you trust someone and they trust you, it enhances the emotional stability. 
and a sense of safety that they have with you and you have with them. Uh, trust is about safety. I can be who I want to be and need to be, if you will. Uh, I can speak and be genuinely knowing that my uh, speech and my sharing of what I think is going to be at least accepted, if not necessarily agreed with. Uh, trust encourages risk-taking. For those who want folks to do work with them and for them, it encourages them to take those risks when they have the choices to make because they have a sense and have a feeling of a sense of trust. Trust facilitates greater acceptance and openness of the ability for you to express yourself. You can and usually are encouraged to speak your truth when there's trust and when trust exists. Um, these are some of the things and some of the benefits that you could add to because there are other things that trust does, but it certainly enhances your sense of connectedness. It encourages your risk-taking and it facilitates a sense that I can speak my truth without being held accountable or held hostage, if you will, for uh, the truth that I tell. Um, let's, let's look at this whole notion of mistrust. What happens when someone does not trust you? What happens when mistrust enters the picture? Let's take a break now then. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard e. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to 
Leadership Forum at IHDINC.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. Good deal. Welcome back. When we left, I was making the comment that when leaders create an environment where folks are engaged in meeting and validating the expectation when the environment is created that fosters trust, things work very well. However, there are times when mistrust seeps in. Uh, While a lot is written about trust, it is often mistrust that gets us in trouble. What is it? What is it that allows mistrust to exist? Well, one of the answers is as simplistic as failing to do what you say you will do. The reality is that it is probably humanly impossible to always keep your word and do everything you say you will do. However, when it comes to trust or mistrust, if you are ineffectively or ineffective and off the mark in keeping your word or doing and being what you say you are and what you will do, or you fail to be transparent about why you missed the mark with those who need to know, uh, they will not trust you. Uh, And like there is a benefit to being trusted, there is a cost to being mistrusted. As a follower, what I depend on in determining whether I can trust depends on my personal criteria for and my belief about your true intentions. I'm reminded to say to you to be careful with this because um, as my mother would tell you, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, and you've heard that statement perhaps before. But the mistrust cycle is, 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 um, is prominent and important because when trust is lost and mistrust enters, it drives out trust and it's very difficult to get back. The same notion that I was mentioning about the trust cycle and how it builds and is is positive, the mistrust cycle works in an opposite way. Manager A, for example, mistrusts manager B. Well, manager A withholds information and uh, finds a way to not give the information that in fact they may have at their disposal. Uh, When that happens, uh, B imposes uh, controls and does not meet the expectations of A. Uh, B perceives A's mistrust and B withholds and, and withholds information and really resists A's influence uh, and increases control uh, and doesn't meet expectations that A may have. Uh, A perceives this mistrust by B and confirms those expectations. So we're on to a process where I don't trust you and you don't trust me. Now, again, um, this is probably very common sense. You don't trust people who don't trust you uh, and, and, and vice versa. Um, just as we talked about the positive things for trust, let's talk about what happens when mistrust drives our trust. There are a few laws of trust that affect the trust building process that you should know. And let me talk about them as they relate to mistrust. When mistrust exists, it drives our trust. Again, I stated that earlier. And unless it's corrected, low trust drives out high trust. Let me put it like this. We get into a cycle where uh, we're spiraling downward now. Increasing the level of trust is slow and complex. The example I would say is if you've done something to violate the trust of another person, you can build that trust back up again. Most of us who've been married in, in, for any length of time 
um, recognize that sometimes with our spouse we've done things that they don't like. Uh, maybe not to the level of them mistrusting us, but one of the things that's important is wherever there's trust, there's not the sense of comfort, safety, one has to spend time, a husband has to spend time with the wife, wife with the husband, to in fact increase the level of trust by doing things that allow the trust cycle to be built back up again. It is possible to regain trust, but it is a hard, hard road to travel. Low trust relationships, as we talk about leadership and, and the whole notion of relationships, low trust relationships will ultimately self-destruct. Uh, you'll ultimately find that there's no need to be together anymore and we have to move apart. This goes the same for leaders, it goes the same for life. Where win-lose is the philosophy, trust will be the loser. Um, when we can't both win, then we probably shouldn't be playing the game. Where there is diversity building, trust becomes more com complex. As we begin to think about this whole notion of diversity and how it's playing itself out, whether it's millennials, whether it's uh, those who uh, are generation-wise, it's called, the whole idea of diversity complicates the notion of building trust because of the differences that each of us bring. Let's talk about character. Um, during, and many of us remember this, perhaps it's a little dated now, but during the 2012 presidential election, uh, a guy named Jack Cafferty at CNN, uh, who was a news writer and a commentator, asked viewers this question. What matters more to you in this primary election? Issues of character, uh, issues or character, and why? Now, there were a whole host of different answers, and I selected just a few just to, to share with you. Um, while there were numerous responses, the, the four that I selected to share with you, actually it's five, and I'll try to do them quickly. Carl wrote, character is far more important than issues. In addition to character, our next leader needs to have curiosity, be creative, and be able to communicate and have courage, conviction, and charisma. Be competent and have common sense. All lacking in the current White House. Select your credibility, select your candidate carefully this time. Christie simply said, this time around, I would have to say character. And I don't intend, uh, and I don't mean to, to imply that uh, we don't want a nice guy or we want a person who's just a nice person. I mean, we need to have someone who has character. Jonathan said, the character of a candidate is very important, is a very important detail, which is more like why Rudy Giuliani uh, is no longer running. That's a commentary. Darren wrote it this way. If you ask me, Jack, they're all characters and they all have issues. Well, that's a funny way of looking at it. So what is character? We've talked about competence. We've talked about credibility. So what is character? What's your definition for character? How would you describe character? It's really one of the crucial parts of the relationship building process. It's relationship, it's character, and it's trust. As we get ready to go to a break, I'd like you to think about that, that definition or that, uh, uh, your definition for the, the term character. And once we come back, I'd like us to get right into this discussion of character as we wrap up the notion of what's important for leaders to have in order to make sure that they can build relationships that are effective.
from the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. To reach host Bernard E. Robinson or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you would rather send an email, you may send it to leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Now, back to the Leadership Forum. So welcome back. So I left with the question before the break. So what is character? What is it? Uh, the definition says character, integrity, honesty, maturity, standing, sincere, sincerity, and believability. Character is the third, uh, the third C of the big C. And character and competence and credibility all are kind of married together, if you will. They kind of form the notion of what is required for you to trust someone. For you to trust me, me to trust you, you got to believe that there's a sense of competence there, at least the capability that is there. You have to believe that what you are uh, seeing, hearing, and what you feel is is credible. And from those, you begin to determine a person's character. Um, I don't know what definition you put for that term, how you would define it, and if you would define it in any way like uh, was just mentioned. But I'd like to mention a quote that I think is a powerful quote that talks about the importance of character. Uh, it's by uh, U.S. General Norman Schwarzkopf, who was the commander in Desert Storm some time ago. And he put it this way simply, leadership is a potent combination of strategy and character. But if you must be without one, be without strategy. 
You see, character walks and talks for you even when you are not present and didn't speak a word or don't speak a word. In fact, um, your character identifies you in the eyes of others more than your name. Uh, the way it could be thought about, you mention your name and pops up in people's mind is your character. Because even though you are your own man or woman, the truth is that while the image you build is under your control, your image is in the hands of the eyes of others when it comes to character. Abraham Lincoln put it this way, character is like a tree and reputation is like its shadow. The shadow is what you think of it. The tree is the real thing. Thus, your image is judged by the persons in relationship with you and others who may not know uh, you at all. Your character is a manifestation of your relationship with yourself. When I was talking earlier about doing business with yourself, your character is what comes out because that's what's in, uh, what's inside. Your character is a manifestation of your relationship with yourself, and it plays itself out in your relationships with others. To illustrate I'd like to mention some folks who are in the national news. I don't expect you to give me an answer to this, but I'd like to get you to think about what you, what you think when you hear their names. As you hear each name, consider your actions and the word picture that comes to your mind when you hear the name. John Lewis, Joe Biden, Robert Mueller, Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich, Anthony Weiner, Mitch McConnell, what images, my question to you is, when you heard the person's name, um, what did you think? What immediately came into your mind was an image of those persons. More to the point, what you thought of uh, them was really based on, as much as you know of them, their character. That is because our character defines us in the eyes of others. More importantly, when it comes to leadership, it is impactful in the here's relationship with you as a personality. The question is, what is the image that folks get when they hear your name or see your face? Um, I'm silly sometimes, and so I'm thinking about this as I say it, because it conjures up the image of what do they see when they see my face or hear my name? As a leader, you don't want to have your ability to influence others. Uh, and lead others, discounted or marginalized by your character um, and by the fact that your character may not be what is in fact helpful for you as a leader. Um, what are some of the characteristics of leaders that are in mind, some of those that speak to our character? One is, and these are based on a study many years ago, not too long ago, Everyone who is going to follow you wants to see a person who is honest. They want to see a person who is competent. They do want to see a person who is intelligent, straightforward, dependable, and caring. These are amongst 20 different characteristics that were mentioned in this study. In my book, I have a terrific story that illustrates the issue of character. Can't read it here, but it's called the Union Football Character. It's a story about a football team that the coach deals with because of their lack of character and what he does to influence and, in, and in fact, enforce the development of character in them. Let me talk about the things that, uh, the, that every leader must know and make sure we get these to you. Every leader must know and must have in order to have their character be what they would want it to be, 
every leader must be honest. And if he's lucky, wise, every leader must be a leader who has a sense of integrity and morality. Um, Thirdly, a leader must be a person, a man or woman, who considers the needs of others uh, and needs of those who are less able than themselves. Every leader must have a sense of character um, that counts. Um, that is, that they have a sense of, in, of moral integrity that allows them to be seen as reasonably decent people. Um, there's a thing called principle-centered character. Principle number one, your, your, your security depends on your integrity. Principle number two, your work and your words will be tested. Principle number three, pureness and foolishness are coexistent forces. There's always a pull between the two. Uh, the question is which one will be master. Principle number four, be clear about what your goals are and then try to control the negative influences of your ego. All of us have an ego. All of us have to manage that ego uh, because the ego is a powerful force. Uh, principle number five, Count the cost when you decide to abandon good character. Those are the five principles of a principle-centered approach to leadership. And uh, we've talked about credibility, we've talked about competence, um, and we've talked about character. These three things between the leader and the follower are essential and they're necessary. In a sense, the whole notion of the simplistic notion of leadership involves a matter of the leader relating to the follower and the leader needing to have the capacity to build relationships, have good character, and be able to engender trust. I'd love to uh, hear from you and invite you to send your comments, your ideas, your thoughts about today's program, and any suggestions you have to the, to the uh, email address that was given, leadershipforum at ihdinc.org. Uh, and uh, beginning next week, I'll be able to hashtag you, and soon we'll be able to connect on Facebook. These are growing to, uh, a phenomenon for me, but we're going to get there. In the meantime, remember, you can make a positive impact in the quality of life where you live and work through effective leadership. Uh, you can, in fact, make a difference by virtue of making sure that you become a leader uh, who has character one who, in fact, is trustworthy and one who, in fact, uh, is enabled and can uh, make sure that there's solid relationships. Next week's show is, is going to be talking about politics and leadership. There's a lot of times we're going to look at next week uh, whether we have politics or leadership and if they're, in fact, uh, terms of contradiction. Um, and we'll get into... One other segment that I'd like to introduce next week, which has to do with what I call the leadership question factory. Uh, as we build, as we grow, as I move into this medium, I'm appreciating you very much. I want to wish you a happy 4th of July, terrific day, and hope you have an outstanding week uh, until we get, a, get together again. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we look forward to being together in the Leadership Forum on next Monday, where we'll go again at the notion of making an impact through effective leadership. Have a terrific and outstanding week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Leadership Forum, making an impact through effective leadership. Be sure to join Bernard E. Robinson for another edition of the program next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We wish you an outstanding week.